if you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. It is time to have a taste. Have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Mm, have a taste. Mmm, have a taste. Mmm, have a taste. Mmm, have a taste. Mmm, have a taste. We got this. I already know. Yeah, I, I can't wait. So, okay, so I have this thing where... They're laughing already because they know. WKD. Like, right. What would, what would Kanye do? <laughs> we all know about Kanye. I've lost the respect and love for Kanye after he made his scene on TMZ when he was talking about, you know, that slavery was a choice. And I'm like, dude, you know, like it was like respect. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm done. You are not even allowed to talk anymore. And now he's like got this gospel thing out. and doing. I saw that. Yeah. And then recently I sent them. <laughs> So I saw on Twitter, I woke up yesterday morning on Twitter. I actually kind of said, what is going on with him? For See? the first time. For the first time. Well, second time. But no, nah, he did it for Art Basel. But we'll talk. Okay. So on Twitter, someone, and I was in the Wiz, so I got the reference immediately. You see this man that looks like made of tin, and it's Kanye. And the song was, slide some more to me. You know, slip some to my side. But if you don't have STP, Crisco will do just fine. You know, it's <laughs> it's the song from the, the the Broadway version of The Wiz, right? Yeah. And I'm like, it's Kanye. And I just immediately send it to them. I'm like, what's wrong with your boy? <laughs> and we were like, what is happening? No, there was no chatter. They had nothing to say because they usually, they usually <laughs> rag me about why I don't support Kanye. And I'm like, I don't support him because we talk about him almost every podcast episode and he's not a sponsor. He's not giving me any money. But he's good news. He's, he's, it's, he's always like the king of ratchet, the king of like unorthodox, you know? So... Okay. What's jazzing? Y'all ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah, ready. All right. Hey, what's jazzing? <laughs> it's time for Taste Test Live. Welcome to Taste Test Live. We are here from... Ex- See? We're here. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You can't laugh. <laughs> Welcome to Taste Test Live. We're here for some exclusive interviews, news, laughs, and joining me in the studio are my Taste Test co-host, Blue Francois Extraordinaire, and the lovely, the pharmonious, Miss MJ Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome, tasters. Hey. You guys good? Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, MJ, can you take a quick second and tell our first-time listeners what they can expect to have happen on our podcast? On Taste Test Live, we discuss what's happening in the entertainment industry. Our podcast features exclusive interviews and... Can you just read read the whole sentence again? Yes, yes. Of course. On Taste Test Live, we discuss what's happening in the entertainment industry. Our podcast features exclusive interviews, and occasionally we feature some new music releases you probably won't hear anywhere else. If you're interested or know someone who might want to promote an upcoming single, new album, concert, or just drop by to share your newest project, get in touch with us. Yep, you can head over to our website and complete our form on our website to be a guest on the show. And if you like what you heard, follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our handle is at Taste Test Radio. 
we are very, very excited to welcome to our studio today, Mr. Michael Murphy. Welcome, Michael. Yeah, hi. Hey, glad you made it. That is an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. Happy to have you finally here and um, not behind a piano. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if, if I may take the, the dubious honor and, um, and read your bio so that everybody knows who you are. Michael Murphy started playing piano at the age of three. He attended Douglas Anderson School of the Arts and was awarded the prestigious Chopin Award for Composition and Improvisation. Michael graduated from the University of North Florida with a bachelor's in business management. He's also a producer, performer, and a teacher with students all over the country. Original music includes iTunes and plays all over Northeast Florida. With his loving wife, Michael has an eight-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. And he's also a dance musician at Jacksonville University since 2008. He's played at such Northeast Florida venues as Seasons 52, Rhett's Piano Bar, The Tree Steakhouse, Enza's, Vito's, Santione's, Plantation Pontevedra, San Jose Country Club, and now The River Club. Michael does... He, Michael also does special events such as the Florida Georgia tailgate party at Daly's Place, dueling pianos at Dickens on Center Street in Amelia Island, Jacksonville Art Walk, and one of the featured local entertainers for the 2005 Super Bowl. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Quite a list of accomplishments. Yeah. Yes. Quite a list of venues. Yeah. Um, I can, I recall seeing you for the first time at uh let's see it was a holiday party for pri that's right and it, good one. it was a party yeah yeah like um great gatsby kind of party yeah like i mean there was aerialists there were fairies on the on the property stilt walkers um in different rooms they had tons of different entertainment michael was in this small room that was super quaint with the piano and he's playing and he's like come on in like sing with me i'm like what it's not often that there are musicians that actually invite other musicians to sing with them. So yeah. I was like honored. <laughs> and then the fact that he knew how to play every song, like he reads sheet music, like he's one of these very few musicians that actually can read music and play so well. So that was how we met. Yeah. And um, after that, I think I've managed to accumulate quite a bit of your uh, your your selections of your albums your CDs yeah, yeah we, were, we were talking about that earlier like I mean do you, do you still make CDs I I, I don't make CDs anymore because half them sit up in the attic nowadays everybody <laughs> everybody buys the you know the mp3s or streams it on Spotify or watches it on YouTube and yeah uh, just the quickest way to it's get a, it. It's a little different these days, right? I mean, it, it than is. having the physical product. I still, I'm one of these very, very few people that still have to have like a physical product. You know, me too. Yeah, I like to read the liner notes. Yeah. You know, like I, I, if if you have it on vinyl, like I will buy it on vinyl just because I like to have mm. the vinyl record. And you know, it just takes me back to my childhood. It's for nostalgia. I'll tell you, and, and with a CD too, though, I, I it feels like you have a collection problem is you know if you go to netflix or something too which i love yeah uh, but it feels so vast and when i'm on spotify or something it's like my goodness there's so much music out there i don't even know how, who to listen to that's right. new and i can't find anybody whereas uh a cd is concrete and finite very very specific yeah but yeah. they're also you know the you know they're costly to make um if you want a, a bulk Mm -hmm. So uh, right now I am just doing the, the digital media like most people. But, you know, I think, I mean, especially since you're a performing musician and you've played all over all over Jacksonville, mm -hmm. St. Augustine. Um, do you find that on your on your gigs, people actually ask for CDs? No, not anymore. No, really? Yeah. 
So what's the exchange? Like, what do you give them? A card? A business card? Yeah. Usually they just say, hey, where can I find you? And, you know, you'll say, oh, iTunes, uh, Spotify. <laughs> okay. And actually, that's where most of my stuff is sold is the South Korea and Japan. And really? India. Yeah. That's where the royalties come from, the 0.001 cent for some yeah, well, yeah. It really adds up. Now, yeah. it? <laughs> we, yeah, we know. Well, $50 checks. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, just like... I think, I mean, how long have you been playing? I mean, you've been playing, obviously, you've been a dance playing at, at JU since 2008. That's at least yeah. 11 years. What do you do there? Tell me a little bit about the day in the life of JU. Yeah, so when I originally got hired on, you know, I, I knew a bit about music, uh, but they basically want to keep their classes fresh for the dancers. And a lot of dancers and dance companies just use in-the-box music, CDs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, JU actually takes great pride in being able to offer... Uh, any kind of music that the dancers uh, care about and educating them on new music. So the big thing that I do is um, I'll even, you know, the dancers give a, give me a count or the instructors give out a count and I'll make any song I want fit their count. So if somebody's, uh, if they're dancing to something, they want something from Disney, yeah. but it's normally like a pop song, I'll go and make it into a waltz. Or if they want it, I can put it into a bossa or a oh, tango. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, so um, custom music for dancers it is it is custom huh. music for dancers and then the other thing is because that's you know an hour and a half class and four of them a day and five days a week and uh you know there, there's really i mean as much music as there in the world yeah uh, that's a lot of music so a lot of times about 50 percent of the time i'll just improvise so i spend most of the day actually just writing music on the spot improvising to the counts that they call and then following what the dancers their movements are wow. and trying to paint with sound yeah that's hard to do. Not anymore, because honestly, what I do half the time is I sit there and on my second iPad, I have Netflix in and I'm watching a show Get out while of here. I'm, in, swear to goodness. No way. Yeah, you are coming really? yeah, come with me sometime. That, it is multitasking. Wait, so you're right. watching something on Netflix and improvising and taking cues because you're counting. Like, yes. Yes. So you're like stretching your brain. Yeah, it's, it's because, I mean, but... You know, it is muscle memory that takes over. Because so, you're like, because it's like second nature at this point. Absolutely. Gotcha. Oh. And, I, and proof in the pudding has nothing to do with talent, just has to do with how much time you put into something. Because, I mean, look, man, my fingers are small. No talent yeah, here. This yeah. is just, I do it, I do it a lot. But yeah, um, it's a really fun, fun place. And yeah, if you guys ever want to come on out and hang out at JU, um, you can I watch some Netflix when they want. Yeah, I would <laughs> like to do that because I love the improv and the improvisation of music like when you can just I like flipping music yeah. yeah so if I can flip a Disney song and put it in my set why not people love that because they don't expect it at all that is that is not at all it is a lot of fun especially then it's also fun to take the, the uh, you know a particular pop song that's very repetitive and very in a box and make it classical and actually give it some wow. nuance to where it sounds like I'm going to make it sound like Mozart or now I'm going to make it sound like Beethoven and go through the romantic or baroque contemporary styles, whatever you want, and make it fit. It's and that's that's it makes it fun and a bit of a challenge. But um, because I have been doing it so long, and we're talking a lot of hours of yeah. doing it, it's now um um it's it's gotten rel relatively easy. Second nature. Yes. Now, what is the example of a song that you have flipped? As we say, like what's a pop song that you flipped and made it sound like? Well, we were talking Hall and Oates. So yeah, of course, you know, really? I'll take, yeah, we know. So I'll take, I'll, I'll just that. be flipping through and I'll be like, well, I don't know. These kids, let's see if they recognize this. And I'll go ahead and find, because I got everything organized. Um, 
you know, in, in my in my iPad, mm-hmm. usually with lead sheets or chord charts mm-hmm. and into categories. So I'll say, I'm going to feel like playing the 80s. What do you know? And while they're counting, I only have so much time. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go and grab me, oh, some Holland Oats, Man Eater. And they're like, one, two, three, one. I'm like, oh boy, okay. So I'm going to go, watch out the boom, dun, 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 dun. But the, you, well, there, it's got a swing. So what do you know? Right, right. It, it turned out to be a jazz Holland Oats song there. See, but <laughs> wow. you just naturally, yeah, well, once, once you get the tempo and, and the beat down, then you lay the rhythm on top. And it's like, all right, here's how it's going to go. And push case, you know, push comes to shove. If, you, if it doesn't sound right, then you just start to improvise. and Yeah, until it does. Well, oh, yeah, and, or just go off a tangent and then throw in a different song altogether. But um, what I do like about it is a lot of these dancers, um, it's amazing how much music is out there. And it's amazing how much music people don't know that they don't, they don't recognize. So yeah. after you play a song, they tend to like it. And then there's been a number of times when I've written an original song. Um, I'm in the process of actually writing the song while they're teaching the class. And I'm just in my, you know, you know have the headbutt in my ear and I'm, I'm notating it on one of the iPads. And uh, then I'm gradually for the next class, you know, I play it. And then people will be like, wow, what is that? And I'll be like, actually, um, I don't know yet. I, I, I like it, wow. but it's just a quick little song I'm trying to write here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good camaraderie, too, with the students because we're sharing music, dance, yeah, and, yeah. and art. Um, That's pretty wow. awesome. I've actually is. been sitting here thinking, I think I, think I met you before. In another the life? Christmas party, no. <laughs> oh. Did you ever play at the Rainbow Room? I did. At the Metro? Yeah, you know that, the Rainbow Room. Yes. I, I, I was going to say, that's, that's, the where first, that's where we first that met. Six, and that was before they allowed years. smoking in there, because I don't think we, I could do, I couldn't do it now. That's, you know, uh, that was, um, that was the biggest, biggest drawback to that place was the, the smoke in there, because yeah. of course, after four hours, you know, it dries your eyes and your voice and, yep. uh, yeah, it's funny because I think when you when I heard you weren't playing there anymore, I had no desire to go. Oh, well, because <laughs> I, I selfishly went to the gay bar just to go and sing. <laughs> you know, and that was the thing. That room, uh, you know, they had the the grand piano and they had a glass top. They pulled off the top so you could see inside. So whenever you're tearing it up, all you see is the hammers going like crazy. Oh, wow. They had a big old tip jar on the top, so it looked like you know five bucks in there. Really looked tiny, so people would try to throw more in, and but. Man, there were some great nights, and there were just everybody getting around the piano and just singing out, having yeah. fun. Hey, let's do all this one. And when you got 50 people, the, oh, that is, you can have played a song a thousand times. You could have done Piano Man. Yeah. Everybody, oh, I hate, but you hate Piano Man. I'm like, well, it depends on the day. And I've definitely probably played Piano Man well over a thousand times. But if somebody wants to hear it, it puts new life in it, and you're like, let's do it, you know, and, and you have fun with it. And it's that kind of fellowship and camaraderie that you have with other people who love yeah. the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's imp- it's impressive. Like I just I I one of the cool things I like about you is the fact that you actually really are a fantastic musician because you really you you can sight read like I, like anybody I've never seen. Like you know, it's it's a it's a gift. Um, and 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 I think going back to talking about how you improv, you know, do improv with your music, you do a little bit of that. Absolutely. While, while you're while you're sight reading, it, it, you, I was just gonna say you you hit the key there on the head. I would when I was younger, I would get paranoid because uh, I really downplayed my memory, and I felt like I can't memorize all this stuff. And so, and I was like, even the left hand, what's going on here? And as I started to learn more about music and how it's built, I started to realize, hey, you know what? I don't want to have to worry about the left hand as much. I'm just gonna play this melody. And all of a sudden, I started learning what chords were. And I was like, whoa, okay. So basically, I can just sit here and make up this left hand, which if you hear a lot of piano players nowadays, they just do this little one, five, eight, in the left yep. hand while they're, while they're playing whatever. And I did that so much that eventually I started teaching myself how to improvise. 
And then I started realizing, hey, when Billy Joel and all these guys are up on stage, they don't play it the same way every night. They mm -hmm. sit there and just let the music breathe. And so doing it as long as I have and stuff, you start to then develop these new different sounds. And so, of course, when I'm siren, I'm basically looking at the melody. I mean, when I do a lot of times retirement communities, um, they'll request a song. I have no idea what it is, but yeah. I'll go and pull it up real quickly and I'll do it on the spot. And the reason is just because I'm busy looking at the words. My right hand is helping me with the melody so I know how the pitch goes. And I'm so used to being able to fill in the chord, but mm -hmm. throwing all those extra notes. It sounds like I'm doing a lot more than really, you know, I'm just reading the words. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so you Hopefully can, sometime, most so of the So you time. can play by ear as well as read. I can. Um, Which is rare. Yeah, very. Well, but if you see, and I, and I tell my, my students, um, I currently have like 34 private students as well. And I, and I tell these kids and, and adults a lot of times, like, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, this is not magic. I want you to understand. I truly, and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke. I truly believe you can do this. Anybody can do this. You just have to understand it. One of my favorite teachers was a woodshop teacher named Mr. Perpal. And he told me, nothing in life is hard if you understand it, you know? Mm -hmm. And really, it was like, wow, that kind of clicked something on for me. And so now, because I understand, hey, when you listen to some on the radio, let me just figure out what the key is. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, now I can kind of figure out the pattern of the chords. I can kind of figure out where the melody goes. And I kind of break down that system. Compared to some of my colleagues and buddies who have perfect pitch, which is really annoying because they are the ones who actually listen and can tell you, oh, that's an F. Oh, that's an A sharp. And I'm like, oh, man, I, gotta, I have relative pitch, which you're, you're familiar yeah, with relative yeah, pitch. Yeah, I sure am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, man. Um, yeah, but um, it really just has come from experimenting and learning things the hard way. And people, people say to me, man, you've been playing since you were three? I'm, and I tell them, yeah, it's because I'm a slow learner. It doesn't take that long, I'm telling you. It doesn't take that long. And, um, but the improvisation was huge. And then, and then writing music also. If you're able to, to write, it helps you then learn how to read better, which mm -hmm. is amazing because and I had good piano teachers, but mm -hmm. they basically taught me like most, most people do. Hey, here's the notes. Here, practice this over and over. It's about mm -hmm. practice, about practice. So true. But, but then, you know, what happened, though, was as I started playing out more and I started understanding the language of music, mm -hmm. the patterns, I was like, oh, this is why this happens. You know, this guy didn't just put in a G sharp here for the heck of it. There's a reason. And then when you start to break it down, it's like, wow, there's really only 12 notes of music and, and things like that. Yeah. It made it so that all of a sudden it simplified it because music used to seem as vast as the stars. I was yeah. like, I do not know, you know, how I'm able to memorize anything. I don't know how I'm able to do it. And now it is so nice how uh, it is kind of inside of a box and it's very organized. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's mm. fun. Well, I think it's lovely. That's um, deep. It, it, it's, it's a gift and I'm glad to know that you have it. <laughs> because yes. every time I'm ready to play something and it's funny because like when uh, the last time I saw you play you were at a retirement home yeah. um, with one of our, our mutual friends Paula Holmes yeah. and she had she said she saw you know she saw you a couple times and she had no idea that we we were friends yeah and that I was supposed to go the weekend before and something happened and I end up going up an off weekend, and I'm like, I'll just come. She's like, you are you sure you really want to see my mom? I'm like, absolutely. I haven't seen Gina forever, so I go. And that this was it, it was weird because this was the particular day that I just, I actually left my entire wallet at home. I drove all the way from Jacksonville to San Augustine without my wallet. Wow. It got there and like okay, and then I couldn't get in her complex, so she had to meet me at the retirement home and let me in and. We finally get there, and we were we had only planned to see Jean 
for a few minutes and then go back to her house and eat lasagna. That was the plan. And I see uh, Jean and the, they're like the, the one of the staff's like, let's go up. Are you guys going to hear, be here for music? I said, well, who's playing? She's like, Michael Murphy. I'm like, Michael Murphy? Did you say Michael Murphy? <laughs> She's like, yeah. We're like, she said, you want to go see him? I'm like, yeah, let's go upstairs. Like, let's go see him. So we went and got on the elevator and there you were on the piano. Yep. And we got a chance to sing. I, had, I was going to say, then that made my day. Because, wow. of course, even I'm listening to your voice on, the, on these headphones. I'm like, man, you got such a good voice. Oh, thank you. And, I'm like, and when he said, yeah, I'm here. And, of course, I put him on the spot. I was like, well, dude, will you, you, you sing some songs to me? And sure enough, he did. And then he got Paula to sing, too. And, and like and she I said. she sing. Oh, you! Oh, it was so much fun, and that's oh, just the day. thing. Like I said, Night and day, it puts new new life yeah. into everything. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden, you know, songs that of course people request, and I, but I'm like night and day. I, mm. I get I get Damien sing with me, and I'm like, dude, let's read that. But you know what? You're I mean, you're a diamond in the rough when it comes to um, a band because <laughs> you know when customers I mean when when yeah when customers walk up and they're like, hey, you know that uh. Temptation song, or you know, da 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 da, and then for you to be able to have all, every day you're practicing that, every day you're improving, it's like I um, but and, and a big a big plus has been though a little little trick in the box is because we're in the 21st century, technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't know a song, I'll I'll just quickly go into the you know I'll be like, okay, sure, and like that I'll go into Google, I'll type in the name of the song, at least the chords. Hopefully, I can find the melody if I don't know the song. Oh, and I'm able to pull it up. Find the chords on the spot. Yeah, you can actually just sit wow. there and be like, you know, if you request a song, but like, and because usually they'll say, "Do you know this song?" I'm like, "Nope," but I'll you just pull it up real quickly. Yeah, and but then, you know, some musicians will possible. flat out write and say no. <sighs> well, they will just won't do it because well, they don't they don't like to be unprepared. Well, see, and because I did start off, I mean, I did not think I'd be doing this for a living. Um, but when I started off, it was paying for it was putting me through college, and so oh. when you're doing gigs. And you're just the lonely little piano player in the corner. Um, it really helps to get a tip here and there, which really tips here are not very good. Right. You right. Can, you know, <laughs> I'm like torn up songs and then they're like, thanks a lot. Or sometimes not even thanks. They just walk out. I'm like, okay. But when you are trying to just get that extra dollar, you're like, I better make this person happy. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of how I learned was kind of the backwards way of just, all right, what's the worst that could happen? I can mess up. Um, even when I worked at, at Metro, that's what got me to start singing. I would never sing before then. But because we were in the spot, people eventually, you know, it was loud after already gigging for four hours earlier. I had a two-hour break, and I did another four-hour set. I mean, I was like, all right, I'm so tired. I don't. I was, like, delirious. Sure, you want to sing a song? Let's sing. <laughs> and that started, it, that's, <laughs> that's how I started, that's how I started to sing, was just by Given the opportunities and seizing the opportunities, yeah. not being—I af- mean, being afraid—but saying oh, one, two, three, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, now I look back and I'm like, wow, it, it's yeah. it's paid off. So if you if you had some advice that you can give to other musicians yeah. who also play piano or sight read or uh, who are out there, mm. like if you had one nugget of advice to give them, what would you tell them? I would say make sure that you supply yourself with a number of fake books. Fake books. Yep. I played for the longest time classical music, and you know, oh, just I'd practice for hours to prepare for a recital that then I'd be so nervous about, and I and I learned by feel. So if you miss one note, all of a sudden you're in the middle of a recital, and oh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> and because of fake books, which are basically like lead sheets, mm-hmm. it allowed me then to to explore tons of music. And um, you know, usually also today, if you buy a 
of digital music online, it's like five fifty, five dollars yeah. and fifty cents. Oh yeah. The fake books, they're like twenty to fifty bucks, and you can get two hundred to twelve hundred songs for one book. And then, you know, especially if you're at a gig, you're flipping from one song to the other. You don't even know what they are, but you are increasing your repertoire. Right. You're also supplying people with the melody, with the harmony that you're you're making up with the left hand. And all of a sudden, you're playing tons of music. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to trick people to think that you really know what you're doing back there and you're getting paid to do it, you're getting paid to practice. Yeah. Getting paid. Pretty much. And that's yeah. how, that, yeah, really, that's how it all happened for him. Yeah. I'm actually just getting paid while I'm sitting there playing music that I don't know what this is. Well, and you know what? And this is encouraging for me because, you know, like I've been shy. I had, I had been very shy about playing uh, the guitar in public, mm. you know, like, cause at home I'm good. I was good. Then I would get in front of a crowd and, you know, it's mm. like, forget where my fingers are, you know, and where where to put my hands and different things like that. And so this year, though, I said, no matter what, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to play. Like, no matter what, even if I screw up, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to play this song, even if it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just keep doing that until I get comfortable Absolutely. playing Absolutely. Se- seizing yeah. the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's fantastic. Well, um, I am impressed. I'm a fan. Yes, me too. Um, and it's also right. my understanding that you brought some of your actual recorded music to share. Yes, yes. Um, is there a specific song that you like us to play? You know, you could go ahead and do. Um, it's it's one of my newest releases. It's actually on the YouTube channel. My family helped film it with me, so my kids are dressed up and stuff. And uh, it's a song I wrote for them. Actually, called "Act Like You've Scored Before." I was watching football, and this um, and this dude started dancing around after he got a touchdown. And then about a few seconds later, the buzz went off and we'd lost, or I'm sorry, this team had lost the game. (laughs) (laughs) This team had lost the game. And I was like, why was that guy dancing and celebrating so much when, you you know, we lost? Mm -hmm. So this, this, um, this song is actually trying to teach my kids and hopefully anybody that listens to it about a little bit of humility and modesty mm-hmm. and look, you know, hey, even though you think you're going to win or something, like, handle it cool. Be cool yeah. about it. Don't yeah. sit there and showboat, yeah. especially if it turns out that you lose in the end, you really look awkward. Yeah, um, this is true. So this act like true. you scored before kind of was written out of that. All nice. Right. Let's check it out. Game 44 
friends and I'm feeling alright That's when Jay starts to talk about his date Boasting all about his annex and how he's so great We knew it's been a couple of months Love, Lauren Jay was the king of slumps He got a lecture from Beth the Queen Children she had many, almost 17 And she said that <laughs> That's really good, man. Thanks, man. That so was the we, first song I played guitar on, too. That's Really? Yeah, oh, nice. I taught myself guitar two years ago. Okay. Very basic. I, I, I can't hang with you yet, but um, it, it was it's, fun. It's got, a, it's got a vaudeville feel to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it reminds you a little bit of Broadway, a little show tunes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Thanks. Thanks, man. That's great. I would love to see the video. You said your family um, yeah. helped you out with it, right? It is, it is act like you scored before. It took a little pieces of candy, but even my daughter wore a mustache to play out one of the characters. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thank you again for this uh, fantastic interview. I learned so much more about you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to have another opportunity to play with you. Yes. I'm sure MJ can say the same thing, too. I'm excited. She she likes to grab good musicians, too. (laughs) And and add add them to her set. Yeah. Yeah. So um, take a quick moment and tell, um, tell us what's next. What's coming up for you? Uh, for me, I'm, we're just um, I'm releasing a couple more videos to go along with some of the songs that I've, I've written. A lot of the songs that I write are songs like that with just kind of a story. Um, you know, I, I actually did just write um, a love song for my wife, that one and only, because I'm not wow. writing any more love songs because oh, there's too man. many of them. Come so on. I like writing them. Never enough. Yeah. Never but, enough. But like you said, different styles. It's fun. I put yeah. it in like a, a doo-wop, you know, kind of kind of feel. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, just putting more videos uh, and trying to get those songs out there. All right. Good. All right, great. And um, while you have this opportunity to try to get those songs out there, tell everybody how they can find you online. Yeah, you can go to the JacksonvillePianoMan.com. It's actually, excuse me, JacksonvillePianoMan.com. You can also try to find me at, uh, you know, Michael Murphy, Jacksonville. Uh, but Jacksonville Piano Man, and I'm on Spotify, iTunes, and a lot of, I mean, that's the uh, the lyrical stuff, but uh, have a seven albums out there and then yeah. I just released a Christmas album a lot of it's also just straight piano music too mm-hmm. which or, I've heard it's, it, it's definitely something that you hear in my house every year <laughs> since I met you so <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks a lot of pianos piano stuff out there yeah in new age well hopefully this was a good for you and oh, we had absolutely. a lot of fun talking to you thank you again for coming by yeah, thank, thank you all really thank appreciate all. it thank you all see ya Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast Taste Test Live is supported by listeners like you. If you enjoy the show and want to make sure I can keep making it at this rate, then head over to tastetest.live and click the button that says Patreon. There you can learn how you can help and get some perks for your support. If you're unable to support Taste Test Live financially, then share the show. Tell your friends about it and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. I really enjoy sharing this podcast with you and producing it every week. Thank you so much for listening.